It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, guys? Back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. We are going to finish off some mailbag questions from our previous mailbag episode, and we're going to do a little Wizards Blazers preview. Let's get right into it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? DNA back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And we got some mailbag questions that we didn't get to last time. So let's get right into it. Yeah, this one, shout out to Greg on Twitter at they call me GTAB says, what are your top three shouldn't trade Wizards players this year? Remember, this is a different from the top three best players. He says his are Denny for his Denny's potential, his age. He says Rui for his age, a potential international star. And he says Gafford or, uh, for his great contract value. Um, I would say right now, I mean, it depends on what the Wizards are trying to do. Like, and obviously the Wizards are trying to compete and they're not looking to rebuild because that changes things. But I would say Kuzma's definitely entering that list with his recent play that I do think is sustainable. So I would say Kuzma. I mean, I, I would say naturally, Diddy and Rui naturally but if the wizards are depending on the player that they get depending on the player i wouldn't be you know i would be open to trading anybody honestly you know to improve the totality of the roster and condense it but naturally i would say right now kuzma denny and Rui, i would say are my three right there gafford probably would be fourth yeah, um, Tommy Shepard on the radio this morning said uh, he would not mortgage the future. So Danny and Rui are untouchables for uh, Tommy Shepard. Uh, but for me, yeah, Kyle Kuzma definitely entered the list after, you know, putting up 27 and 22. He's done things that, you know, Wizards haven't done since Anton James and Chris Webber, 2020 games. Like, mm-hmm. he's balling right now. Um, Kuz is untouchable. Uh, Rui is untouchable right now for me. And then um, that really is – it honestly, I do like Denny a lot. I do see the potential in the age, uh, but like you said, if 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 it's you know if they offer, <laughs> if they want to go after a Sabonis or somebody like that, um, I wouldn't trade Denny for Jeremy Grant. I wouldn't do that personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if it is for another All Star like a Demontis Sabonis or just hypothetically speaking, I know Carl Anthony Towns is not going to get traded, 
But you know, that's the dream scenario. If if they wanted to throw, if they were just were fed up and wanted to trade Carl Anthony Towns, or let's say Damian Lillard, who who might be done for the year, um, if he's you know just tired of being in Portland and we're looking for a point guard and he wants to come to DC and play with Bradley Bill, just hypothetically speaking, then yeah, somebody of that caliber, you know, like you were saying, it had to be a, it has to be an all star, all NBA kind of guy for me to throw you know Rui and Denny in a trade. So untouchables for me is uh Kuz and Rui. Um and I'll throw Gaff in there too. So those are my three guys. Kuz, um, Rui and Gaff right now. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, it, it all depends on the player because if you're talking about a Sabonis, then one of those guys are probably gonna have to be involved. Probably not Kuz, but I mean maybe even Kuz. It depends. Jeremy Grant you're a little more like, eh, on giving up either Denny or Rui because it's, mm-hmm. it's like Grant is okay. You know, right. Grant isn't great. You know, he's not going to come in and change the world for the Wizards. So it's like if you can move for Jeremy Grant without giving up Rui or Denny, that would be amazing. You know, that would be amazing. I mean, Jeremy Grant is hurt right now. He hasn't been playing for a while, so I don't know how high his trade value is. So if you can keep a Rui and Denny while getting Grant, I mean, that would be great. I don't know. I don't see it happening. I think they would have to give up possibly one because, you know, Detroit is looking to rebuild and get younger as well and have young guys come in, even though the bull bull trade for them voided today because of bull felling his physical. I think I would love for Rui and Denny to stay. But I think it would be tough for Detroit right. not to take at least one of them. Right. Yeah, because we got to look from the other side. Uh, GMs, I say this all the time. Wizards fans, nobody wants Bertans. They're going to want one of the young guns, Rui or Denny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Jeremy Grant's name is brought up a lot. So, I'm yeah, I wouldn't trade Rui or Denny for Jeremy. One thing, Jeremy, you're going to have to pay him next year. He's eligible for a contract extension, four years, $112 million. It's a good amount of money right there for a guy who and I love Jeremy Grant, but he, he's never made an all-star game. Um, mm-hmm. He's scoring 20 points a game, but it's on a team where it's a lot of young guys is the number one option. When he did play with a lot of other guys on the Nuggets, he was like the third or fourth option. Good player, good defender, and he's injured right now. I want to say he has a wrist injury right now, so we don't know how healthy he would be for the rest of the year. So, um, and I, I don't, I think Rui could be just as good of Jeremy Grant if he's not, you know, he's really, they're really kind of on the same level. In my opinion, I think Jeremy might be a little tad bit better, but not by much to the point where you're like, oh, we need to get Jeremy Grant because he's so much better than Rui. So I just don't see Jeremy that way now. Josh Roberts from the Athletic, he came up with a trade proposal for Jeremy Grant saying um, he would give up KCP, Thomas Bryant, and a 2025 lottery-protected first-round pick for uh, Jeremy Grant. So, I mean, did you think that's too much, or how did you feel? How do you feel the Wizards made a move like that? You you can say you keeping Danny and Rui because it was a mm-hmm. uh, protected first round pick. You said twenty twenty five. Yeah, we had twenty twenty five lottery protected mm-hmm. first round pick, and then KCP and Thomas Bryant. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't mind it. I don't know how Bill will feel about them trading his bud because you know KCP and him are tight. But you keep Rui, you keep Denny. You're not 
you know, mortgaging your future, as Tommy said. So I could see that happening and I can see um I could definitely see the Pistons being okay with that. Thomas Bryant, you get a young piece who can stretch the floor. His skill set, he sets good screens as well. His skill set matches a lot of modern five type of guys. You know, stretch the floor. They got Isaiah Stewart, who I don't think really stretches the floor. I don't watch too much Pistons basketball or Isaiah Stewart, but I don't think he's out there shooting threes all game. But I think they would definitely be – I think they wouldn't, like, hang up the phone instantly. I don't think they would do that. In case people right. would be going back to Detroit. Right. Yeah, because they're trying to get rid of them too. They let that be known. So it's like kind of like their um leverage or you know, kind of it kind of um puts down the trade value when you're already you already know that you're shopping, you're trying to give them away because they want to develop young guys. That's the reason why they want to get rid of them. So not that he's just a not that he's a bad player, but they're just trying to move on and let K take over and let other guys take over. So yeah, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't be mad at I love Thomas Brown. I want to see him play more. I wouldn't trade him yet. I want to give him at least 10 games and see what he can do before the trade deadline because he does add three-point shooting. We're we're a terrible three-point shooting team, so we, yeah. we, we definitely use T, TB. But that was a good question from um, They Call Me G. Um, next question is from uh, Ahmed. But um, actually, you know, we can, we can hear from a sponsor, and then we'll get to the next question. So this is the question before we take a quick break from Ahmed. Uh, this a h e a h m e d a l o k a i l y y a metalically on Twitter he says who should be traded at the trade deadline it's kind of a similar question uh, mm-hmm. expiring contracts mostly he brings up Trez player option Thomas Bryant uh, Aaron Holiday and Halu Neto so this is this is kind of di- it's kind of similar and kind of different at the same different, time yeah. we'll, we'll get back to it. Yes, sir. And we do have a message from our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And once again, guys, I'm going to thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. So to answer that question, uh, it's difficult with Trez because I feel like Trez, he's had his issues and he's had his stints where he's been cold. But when he's playing well, and maybe the addition of Thomas Bryant has sparked him a little bit, you know, adding that third center, more competition out there. 
But I think it's it's tough because he's important and he definitely comes off the bench and brings a lot of energy. <sighs> it's tough, man. I think Trez or TB is most likely out of everyone, out of everyone on the team. I think either Montrez or Thomas Bryant are like my one and two most likely to be traded. Uh, yes, you have Holiday and you have Neto. Um, either one of them could go as well. Uh, you seen. I forgot who made a trade today. I believe it was with the the Hawks trade. I believe the Hawks trade, if I look really quick with Cam Reddish, it was really more of a consolidation trade. They didn't really get a bunch of things back. They got, I believe, I'm looking right now, they traded Cam Reddish and Solomon Hill in the 2025 second round draft pick via the Nets to the Knicks for Kevin Knox and a protected 2022 first round pick via the Hornets. It was kind of a consolidation trade, and they got a first-round pick out of it, a protected first-round pick. So you don't always have to trade to get a big player. Wizards can make consolidation trades as we spoke to condense the rotation and see if they can get a first-round pick out of it, et cetera, like which they should have done for Kelly Oubre all the way back then. But they got Trevor Reason instead. Um, But I would say, man, it's tough. I would definitely think Holiday or Neto. I think you can split with one of those for sure. And I yeah. think you can split with either Trez or TB. I, those are the main guys that, like, pop up in my head. Yeah. Uh, right now, Aaron Holiday, he's out of the rotation. So he's, mm-hmm. like, 15th or 14th man right now. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they moved. I would – yeah, I would say – I was, and I like Aaron Holiday. Actually, I said that last night. I want to see him get some more minutes because, you know, he brings that energy defensively. Neto, uh, he played well last night. He 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 provided some scoring off the bench for sure. Um, he had, he's had you know some rough moments here, taking some bad shots, and defensively he is a liability because he's so short. He's you know he's six feet tall. They, they just hunt. They just look for him offensively. They try to go at him. Uh, but Trez and TB is interesting, man. I want to see the next ten games will tell all. You know, because February tenth is the trade deadline, so it's going to come up very fast. But um, I want to see TB and see if you know because. He, he, you know, he didn't look as bouncy as he usually is because this is his first game back. And Trez, you know, when he does not get time, you know, we got to see how he responds. How does he act? You know, is he going to say something online or is he going to say, you know, the comments that he said in the press conference, you know, kind of blind squirrel, find a nut or something like that about the offense, you know. So mm-hmm. um, is he going to be upset because, you know, the Lakers, he didn't get playing time. You know, he was vocal about that with Frank Vogel. Um, some things he didn't like. So we got to see how he responds. Um, if Gaff is playing well, you know, then Trez is going to sit. Or if Gaff and TB and vice versa, you know, if Trez is playing well, Gafford might have to sit. TB might have to sit. So it's tough with three bigs. And, you know, you can't please everybody. It's not like last year where Alex Lynn, you know, you kind of knew Alex Lynn was just kind of – I'm not going to say Alex Lynn was happy to be there, but Alex Lynn was not even signed to a team like in the middle of the season. We signed him like right in the middle of the season. Then Robin Lopez – we picked him up, and then Gafford was fighting for his career when he was with Chicago. So now all these guys are established. They all, you know, of course have egos, and they are, they're expecting playing times. So all three of these bigs are expecting playing time in minutes. We just gave Gafford an extension. Right. So it, it's tough, and their deals are expiring. So you kind of want to do – you kind of want to get some value for somebody, for one of them, if you kind of have that feeling that Trez is not going to come back. Yeah, um, but yeah, we kind of have to let it play out until February 10th because Trez could get hot and and you know have a game like he did last night where he dunked on Robert Lopez and playing like that because we didn't 
without Trez, we don't we're not ten and three without Trez. We're just not right. we don't have a, we're not twenty two and twenty without Trez, in my opinion either. He was the heart and soul of the team. So um, TB could be that guy too. So it's tough. I, it's hard to answer right now because I haven't seen enough. But between the two point guards, yeah, I could. That's an easy answer. The big men is not an easy answer. So I'm gonna wait. Give me ten games, and then I'll talk about Trez and TB. But between Howell and, and Neto, honestly, either one of them really could be traded. I wouldn't be surprised. They could be packaged in a deal for sure. You wouldn't get much back for either one of them. Like you said, they would they would kind of get that Solomon Hill type value, like a second. Yeah, yeah and it, and this is the thing. There's nothing with like the Hawks getting that protected first rounder. You can use these second round picks, etc. For a Neto or a Holiday, you can get a second round pick and use these picks to go into bigger deals that you may want to do. You know, you gain these smaller assets to apply to a bigger trade. You know, that doesn't always have to be for a big player off, off the bat. So I have no issue with consolidation trades. And I definitely think because it's tough, because it's not like, like you said, with Alex Lynn and Robin Lopez, like these, those guys aren't, and Daniel Gafford, those are three centers right there who Daniel Gafford was coming off the bench in Chicago. So this was new to him, like starting, mm-hmm. et cetera. Robin Lopez is used to being a, you know, that backup point B center right there. Alex Lynn said wasn't on the team. <laughs> so you ain't have to worry about, oh, I want the rock. Oh, I want my shots, et cetera. Right. Especially with Russell on the team. But now TB Gafford is the starter. He got paid. And then, you know, with Trez, it's it's tough to just have three guys getting 10 minutes apiece and 11 minutes here and there. These guys going to be wanting to get 20 minutes. Right. You know what I mean? They, guys going to be tired of playing 11 minutes, 12 minutes here and there a game. Guys are going to want to get big minutes, man. Like, they are. Sorry. And it's not possible for 10, 11-man rotation. It's just not. So, yeah. definitely think. That point guard, Holiday Nello, one of those may go. Trans TB, I definitely think one of those are going to go as well. I would say that for sure. Yeah. And like I said, I'm going to plead. I'm not going to answer the, the Trans and TB. I'm going to wait. I'm going to mm-hmm. wait for that one. Because I, I love I love that they're all together. I'm enjoying it right now. I'm happy right. that they're all back. So I'm just going to enjoy the moment right now. And then in 10 games, we'll come back. We'll come back. That's a good question, Amir. Or Ahmed. Ahmed, that's a really good question. We're going to come back to that in 10 games. And I'm, I will make sure that I don't forget. But the next question we have is off of YouTube. Um, Lee Mann, this is another trade question. We'll, we'll, get a, we'll get to a quick break before we get to this question, but I'll just read it. Before, uh, Lee Mann says, what's up, fellas? What do you think? Who do you think we move at the trade deadline? Which is a similar question. And then he says, uh, to the last question, he says, and who do you think we should go after? Um, that's the, that one is different that some, nobody has asked us who, who should we go after? So that is a new question. So we'll get to that after this quick break. Yes, sir. Built bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three, you might be thinking this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. 
That way you can enjoy a delicious Bill Bar. You can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, coconut cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. The offer is to go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 50% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 50% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And to answer the question, I would say, I mean, like I just said previously, you got to figure out what to do with the log jam at center. You got to, I mean, I think you can, between Neto and Holiday. So that's kind of, like you said, similar to the last question. So the, that's pretty much my answer for that. Who should they be interested in? Shoot some guys. If the Hawks say everybody's on the table, except for Capella and like Trey Young, Bogdanovich. I mean, you got a guy, may not be the best defender, but you talk about Wizards struggling to shoot. There's a shooter right there, potentially. Uh, what's Terrence? What's Terrence Ross market going for? Right. They always do it against the Wizards. Maybe he would do it consistently with the Wizards because he just likes. Maybe he just likes the name of the jersey. Um, guys like Terrence Ross, and, and that's just the name. Like a couple smaller guys before we get to the grants or some bonuses, which I think is a pipe dream at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but guys who who can bring in some shooting. And I think Grant kind of helps as far as definitely defensively and is a little more polished offensively than right now. If the Wizards are looking to win right now, then say Denny is on the offensive side of the thing uh, of ball of the ball. Um, I got some guys. Terrence Ross was on my list too. I actually wrote down some guys like last week. Um, Terrence Ross. Um, Gary Harris, who almost hit that game winning three, but his contract yeah, is like 20 mil. He's getting paid, mm-hmm. I want to say he's getting paid 20 mil right now, so that is a little steep, um, uh, for him. But we can match salaries too in the trade. Um, I had Cam Reddish on my list, but obviously he got traded today. Um, Eric Gordon from the Rockets, he can shoot the lights out. He really hurt us when he played against us last week. Uh, we could not stop that man. He could shoot the three, he would be able to space the floor, he'd be a really good six man for the Wizards, <clears throat> and he can handle the ball too, so he can. Kind of have some point guard duties as well. Um, I know the Kings had uh, Buddy Hill and Marvin Bagley on the trade market. They played really well against the Lakers last night. They beat the Lakers and Marvin Bagley. Um, I think you can kind of get them for cheap. But then again, we have so many forwards. So it's kind of like, do we really need to bring in another 6'9 forward like a Marvin Bagley? So yeah, I wouldn't trade for him. But Buddy Hill can shoot the lights out too. Um, and we need shooters. Um, some people bought a Robert Covington. You know, he can shoot. He's another 3 and D forward. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he'd be more versatile than a guy like a Bertans. You know, he'd be able to defend and shoot. So he would bring more to the table. Um, other guys, Bryn Forbes, he can shoot. I like him. Corey Joseph from the Pistons because we needed, you know, we needed more point guard play at the time. When I wrote this down, you know, Dinwiddie was – he was kind of in a slump at the time. So I wrote down yeah. Corey Joseph from the Pistons. 
just to help out with the point guard position. Um, and he's a better defender than Neto. Uh, Brent Forbes can shoot. And um, I know one time the Spurs were shopping some guys like Derek White. He's a shooter yeah. as well. But other than that, there's not really a lot out there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's there's not a lot of stars available. And, of course, Sabonis. Sabonis is like the biggest name out of everybody. Um, I, I got another trade proposal, too, that I did want to say. Uh, this one is off of ESPN. So they – had us uh, the trade scenario for us getting Sabonis is uh, we would trade Denny, KCP, Kyle Kuzma, and two first round picks, one in 2025, one in 2027, for DeMontis Sabonis and Jeremy Lamb. How do you feel about that trade? That's a lot, but <laughs> uh, that really is a lot. Um, I just don't like it because Kuz is in there with the way he's been playing. Right, yeah. Like Kuz just throws it the whole thing off for me. I want to keep Kuz. Um man, I I want to keep Kuz. I want to keep Kuz. If they can find a way to keep Kuzma, then I'd be more open to that. But there's nothing wrong, like I said, there's nothing wrong if God, like if that price is too hefty and, and Tommy hangs up the phone. There's nothing wrong with him getting on the phone, getting a couple second round picks, et cetera, you know, and waiting. Well, it's kind of hard to wait because the deadline's coming in a month. But and seeing if they can get some smaller pieces, et cetera. But I mean, if they want a, a big fish, that's what you're gonna have to be willing to give up for a guy like Sabonis. Right. And I know a lot of people may be like, that's way too much, et cetera. I just don't like the Kuzma part. Personally, uh, especially with the way he, like I said, he continues to play. And that's a name that we didn't bring up is Davies Bertans. Uh, there's yeah. a long jam at that forward spot, you know, with Denny, Rui, and, you know, Kuz and Davies Bertans as well. That's another position that has a lot of different guys where you can kind of convince that. So, it, of course, it's not, it won't be as easy getting off of Bertans than it would be uh, Holiday or Neto or Thomas Bryant because Bertans' contract. But I, I could see him potentially being moved as well. His minutes has dropped. Uh, I would say the front office of the Wizards don't think that he has lived up to his side of the contract. I think we all can agree on that. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy that's being shopped around as well. But Yeah, it's just the thing. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying that, uh, but I, I think as far as that Sabonis trade, find a way to, to get it without Coos. Oh, yeah, this was on ESPN. This is what I saw reading the, reading the article. Um, about Bertanzi, I mean, we would try to shop him, but of course, you know, nobody's really going to want him. And then also, um, you know, to your point, too, uh, Cork Hisper is playing well. He's starting to play really good ball. He's starting mm-hmm. to hit threes, starting to defend, too. So I think he needs to have uh, some increased minutes. I know when Brad comes back, he's not going to start. Um, but he, he needs some more playing time. He's starting to play. He's starting to earn more minutes for sure. Um, my yeah. opinion on the trade, you are getting Jeremy Lamb back. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't want Jeremy Lamb. I'd rather just, you know, give up possibly Denny and KCP and two first-round picks. But they're, they're probably going to want, of course, that third player like a Kuz or a Rui or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, if you want if you want some bonus, you're going to have to give up somebody that you don't want to really give up. And I like Sabonis a lot. I really do. But does he really move the needle again? Once again, that's another question. He moves the needle more than Jeremy Grant, but he doesn't really make us 
in my opinion, still a championship contender. We're still not better than the Bucks. We're still not better than the Nets. Um, so, yeah, those are two teams, that, and really the Bulls, too. You, I think the Bulls, I would say we would compete with the Bulls. I, I would say that. But at the end of the day, if the Nets do have Kyrie and James Harden and KD all together, adding Sabonis doesn't make us better than them. Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton, still not better than those than that, those two teams. But I think the Bulls, we would be able to compete with them in, in the Heat as well. Those are the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I think – because it's nobody that's like a real needle mover that's on the block right now. You know? Right. I don't think the Celtics break up Tatum and Brown this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think that happens. Uh, Timberwolves are playing good ball. I don't think Cat is out of there this season. Right. So Sabonis is a, a drop down, in my opinion, than those Jalen Browns and Jason Tatums and Carl Anthony Towns. Same. And I think Grant is – in that same tier, but maybe but lower than Sabonis. Uh, so, like you said, as far as like Nets, Bucks, I don't think so. Bulls, possibly. You know, Heat, possibly. Like you said, I agree. Um, but I wouldn't be mad with the Wizards for trying to do something. You know, trying to shake it up, trying to move the needle, attempting to. I wouldn't right. be mad with that. Right. But thank you guys for your questions. Um, there's like one or two, but we'll, we'll probably get to those on another episode. We're just going to briefly talk about the key, our keys to victory against mm-hmm. the um, Trailblazers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we had so many games and so many days. But yeah, mm-hmm. what's your keys to victory against the Blazers and your bull prediction? They play on Saturday, so they have tonight off, Friday night off, and uh, they're back at it on Saturday. Yep. The. Blazers do play tonight. They play in Denver, so they'll be playing tonight before they come over here to D.C. I think the key here, man, is to just, one, defend the paint. Defend the paint. You can't let a guy like Yusuf Nurkic kill you because he can. And you can't take him lightly. You know, CJ's not there. Dame's not there. But that doesn't mean anything. Please, please. You've had dogfight games with the Thunder, dogfight games with the Magic. You can't underestimate anybody, no matter who they're missing, etc. It's all tough. Everybody's tough. Defending the paint, defending the three, and I say keep the turnovers low. You keep the turnovers low, you defend the paint, you defend the three, and you're looking good. You're looking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ben McLemore, he, they actually beat the Nets last night, mm-hmm. or um, they beat the Nets a couple days ago. Yeah, and uh, James Harden didn't play, but still, I mean, Damian Lillard's not playing, CJ McCollum's not playing. They got a lot of guys out, so this is a game. This is one of those teams where there are a lot of routine. We need to take advantage of this and um, stack up on these wins. Uh, but once again, yeah, defending the paint, we got to move the ball. Let's see some ball movement. Let's get everybody involved. Everybody eats. Want to see at least you know six guys in double figures. Um, defending the paint, not letting get uh, Anthony Simmons. Uh, ben McLemore is a guy that I would put on the trade dark target list too, just to improve shooting. Uh, he, he's on a relatively cheap deal. Um, defending the three point line, they were they were hot from the three point line against the Nets. They hit, they were 15 for 38, 39. So they were they they basically shot 40 percent from the three. So we got to defend the three point line, defend the paint, move the ball. Uh, let's try to get out in transition. Let's try to get some easy baskets. We don't know if Bradley Bill's playing or not. So if Bradley Bill's not playing, then I expect a big game from Spencer Dinwiddie. Kyle Kuzma keep attacking, getting downhill. Um, let's rebound 
and um, yeah, basically rebound, protect the paint, and uh, move the basketball. And um, you know, watch out for Nurkic in the paint. And uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to see this rotation too. I'm intrigued to see how Thomas Bryant plays. I'm intrigued to see how uh, Rui plays. You know, it's just a lot of guys. We'll see how this rotation goes. Who steps up? Yeah. Uh, what would you say your bold prediction is? Um, for this one, I must say, I don't. I must say, um, Anthony Simmons is. He's been balling, so we got to keep him in check too. We really can't mm-hmm. let him get, go off. I'm going to say we get a big game from Trez. I don't see okay. uh, much big men depth for them. They got Nurkic and they got uh, Cody Zeller, who's a slower big. So mm-hmm. I feel like uh, somebody like Trez should dominate coming off the bench that matchup against Cody Zeller. So I got Trez having a big game. I think Trez is going to have 20 and 10. Okay. I think I am going to go with – because I went with Roy last time. I'm going to say Thomas Bryant hits three threes in this game. I think he hits three threes with his minutes restriction. I think that's pretty bold to say three threes. Who does even to say he puts up three threes? So if he makes three threes, <laughs> I think that's pretty good. I, that'll be my bold prediction right there. Right. And I got us winning. I do have us winning. Four, I, I, four I, I, wins I, I, in a row. Mm-hmm. Right now, we'll look at the standings and then we'll probably wrap up where we stack up in the Eastern Conference. I feel like we should have moved up to at least the eighth spot, but right now we're at the ninth. Ninth, yeah. At 22 and 20, and the Raptors are 2018 at the eighth spot. So it's that cluster in that play-in game right now. Yeah, that Raptors game's looking important too because they have the Raptors coming up um, after Brooklyn. And, you know, depending on how it is, Brook, I mean, Toronto's in front of them right now. Not by much, but that game's going to be important. But you got to focus on getting that four-game win streak against Portland. And I feel like that's really key, especially going into those tougher games against Philly, against Brooklyn. You got to have that momentum coming in. You want to come in, home court, four-game win streak. I think this is a big game Saturday. You know, the opponent may not be big, but I think this is a big game for the Wizards in general and their momentum getting into the this tougher part of the schedule. Definitely, for sure. So they got to come out there and start hot mm. and coming out the gate firing. And rebound is going to be big. It's going to be big because I thought we gave up too many offensive rebounds against the uh, Magic. But I think we should come out with the dub. 100%. I do too. But thank you, guys. That is all we have for you today. I want to thank you once again for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. So, hopefully, yet, the Wizards get on that four-game win streak. Hopefully, they'll get it done against the Trailblazers. I expect another tough game, another nail-biter. Yes, sir. I just want to thank you guys for listening. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.